Welcome to the Ingram Microadvisor podcast, where we have real conversations about technology. Your hosts are Daniel Gallagher, Jason Williams, and me, Doug Metzger. Today's topic is learn how to navigate the 2019 E-rate funding for schools and libraries and get your share of the $3.9 billion spent. Daniel and Jason, let's talk about some of our own examples of how E-rate funding has affected us. Hey, Doug. I'll go first. A few years ago, my kids' school district received funding for tablets and laptops. Uh, This made a huge impact on my kids' school experience in a great way. Suddenly, there were no heavy books to lug around, and missing papers and assignments were no longer an issue to fight about in our house, which was a huge relief. It also made them more accountable because they could check assignments online and communicate through email or their school portal with teachers if they had any questions. And lastly, it improved collaboration with other students in their class when they're assigned to group assignments. This experience really prepared them for college and work life experiences to come. How about you, Jason? Yeah, thanks, Daniel. That's that's really really interesting stuff. I I was actually just ran across an article that was released, um, I think it was on Friday, and the the Consortium for School Networking was, uh, they do an annual survey that talks about, um, you know, utilization of of Wi-Fi and broadband connectivity, you know, in in K through 12 school districts. And they're talking about how um, they're really beginning to see a huge impact with E-rate, you know, partly because the costs you know, for connectivity are declining, but also, um, you know, there's there's increased rural rural investment uh, that's being funneled through state governments, and uh, also back in 2014, you know, the the FCC sort of overhauled a little bit the E-rate program, um, which you know they boosted it up so that it's like I think 3.9 billion dollars annually for for schools and libraries. Um, but when they when they surveyed these these school districts, they they went through like 400 of them and. Um, they showed that that 69% of school IT administrators are are very confident in their wireless networks um, to support you know one device per student, which is sort of the the benchmark that they use for for testing you know uh, school broadband efficiency. And this is this is up uh, over last year's figure, which was 58%. So that's a, a massive increase we're seeing. And uh, the report also talked a little bit about how um, you know, 92% of school networks are are meeting the FCC's. The FCC's got a short-term bandwidth goal of 100 megabits per second uh, per thousand students. Um, but one of the biggest jumps that they noted was that that 35% of districts say that they are now meeting uh, meeting or exceeding the FCC's long-term goal of one gigabit per second per thousand students, which is double the percentage found in this survey prior. Uh, you know, the year, year prior. So, I mean, I think this, this, you know, without a doubt shows how much of an impact E-rate's having on uh, on school districts all across the country. Doug, what about you? Thanks, Jason. My story is about the hot topic of education and E-rate's impact on economic development in rural areas. Where I live in the Pacific Northwest, I've read about several providers that have leveraged E-rate, specifically in Washington, Oregon, and Idaho, uh, leveraging E-rate to enter a market by building fiber optic networks for individual school districts. So once that network's fully constructed in that district, that provider offers fiber to other entities in the community, like hospitals, banks, local government offices, and telecom and internet carriers, which ultimately drives economic development. 
I think all of these are really good examples of how E-Ray impacts students and our communities. But let's introduce our guest. He's the real expert in E-Rate. This is Dennis Robbins. He's the E-Rate program manager at Cisco. Thank you for joining us, Dennis. Thanks, Doug. Pleasure to be with you today. Hi, Dennis. Welcome to the podcast. I know that E-Rate provides discounted rates on technology and services for eligible schools and libraries across the country. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about the opportunities in E-Rate today? Sure, sure. And, and you, you all had some great examples of how the E-Rate program is helping schools and libraries. But, you know, it's, it's really hard to talk about E-Rate without putting it in that context of the challenges that are being encountered, encountered by the school districts as well as the libraries um, that the libraries are facing today. And let's take a look at, at the schools first. So there's a whole set of issues that they're facing, right? I mean, let's start with, you know, on the instructional side, um, college readiness, career readiness, teacher training, staff development, teacher recruitment, I mean, student recruitment. I mean, everyone wants to work in a school environment. Everyone wants to learn in a school environment that's got a, a good technology base with it. Implementing new models of learning, whether that's a one-to-one, -one, computing model, whether that's um, students and teachers bringing their own devices, uh, flip learning where, where teachers lecture less and students collaborate more. You talk about delivering enhanced curriculum from, from live video resources, from internet resources. There's basic modernization of school computing platforms for instruction as well as administrative applications and just modernizing phone systems, and, and, and this is the most important part, last but not least, um, cyber network security and physical school safety issues. For the libraries, you know, they're also wrestling with transformation and, and how to deliver new services to their patrons. Many libraries are the primary source of broadband internet access in their communities, but there's you know, several libraries that have jumped out ahead delivering education programs to their patrons, implementing video conferencing services for families with members in the military, or a video-based family visitation, family members that may be in correctional facilities. So again, to, to put the, the funding in, in the context of all the priorities that the schools and libraries have is really important. So the question is, where's the opportunity for vendors in all this, right? And it, it's pretty clear that if you look at all that, there's a prominent role in technology to play for schools and libraries. And, and that's where the, the opportunity in E-Ray comes in, because E-Ray can help schools and libraries fund their connections to their buildings, as well as the connections within their buildings that are needed to implement the solutions to meet the challenges that, that I was just talking about. And you know what's neat is as technology vendors, we're in a pretty special place to help the schools and libraries achieve their goals. Now, in the E-Rate program this year, there's over $4 billion available to help the schools buy technology through the program. And the Universal Service Administrative Company, that's the agency of the SCC that runs the E-Rate program, they've targeted about a billion dollars availability for network equipment this year, and that includes switching, routing, wireless networks, basic firewalls, network caching, basic maintenance, and basic installation services. That also includes cabling, um, 
power, rack systems. Now, this is the fifth year of the program since it was modernized in 2015, and we have seen that USAC has been able to fund every application for equipment as long as that application has been accurate, it's been complete, and that the procurement has been fair, open, competitive in nature. So the opportunity here is substantial. Cisco works with uh, Funds for Learning, who's the nation's oldest E-rate services firm, and uh, last year their survey indicated that over 75 percent school and library sites in the country still have E-rate dollars available to them to buy through the program this year. In fact, about half of them have more than half of their E-rate budget available. So there's plenty of opportunity for vendors to participate, uh, to help schools and libraries, and to benefit from E-rate this year. And we're seeing this demand materialize. The number of Form 470s, those are the requests for services that applicants file seeking competitive bids, it's up about 60% over this time last year. So we're seeing a lot of interest in E-rate this year. And I'd be remiss if I didn't point out that the filing window, Form 471 for this procurement cycle, opens on January 16th will close on March 27th. So when you factor in the 28-day waiting period for open bidding, the last day applicants can file Form 470 would be February 27th. A lot of opportunity here. That sounds great, Dennis. Doug, do you have any questions for Dennis? I do, Danielle. Dennis, it's really good to hear about the timing of the application window and the opportunities you've outlined. What Cisco offers are available for E-rate and how can our partners get started? Oh, great question, Doug. So, you know, from an E-rate perspective, vendors need to have a service provider identification number work in the E-rate program. Now, most of our partners have one by now, again, this being the fifth year of this budget cycle. But if a company wanted to get involved, they should go to the USAC, the Schools and Libraries website for more information. And I'll just point that out real quick. That's a www usac.org slash sl, and uh, there's a section for service providers that walks you through how to get a service provider number in order to participate in the E-rate program. Now, Cisco offers two promotions and, and offers that are designed to, to help our partners sell to schools and libraries, help them leverage the E-rate program. Our flagship promotion is the US K-12 Bundled Warranty Program. Now that's available in uh, CCW as uh, E-rate, and it's funding year 2019. That's our year 22 promotion. Hard to believe E-rate's been around 22 years, but here we are. So this would be our, our BR2019 promo code because it's associated with new products sold for this budget cycle. And uh, other than that, there's no changes from previous year's promotion. It continues to be an industry-wide offer. It's available to schools and libraries that are eligible for E-rate. It includes a special education product discounts for, for our direct as well as our distribution partners. Products need to be eligible under the E-rate program in order to be eligible for this promotion. So as I mentioned before, routing, switching, wireless, um, firewall caching, those are eligible products. Generally, kinds of endpoints 
video switches, voice switches, those are not eligible and those wouldn't be involved in this promotion. Uh, the other thing I'd point out is this is Cisco branded equipment only. Rocky equipment is not eligible for this flagship promotion, but I'll cover more on that in a moment. So on the services side, the USK 12 bundled warranty program includes, it's a three-year plan uh, that features our CON SW services level and our advanced hardware replacement warranty. CON SW is offered at 100% discount, the tier one and our tier two partners, with the second and third years being standard renewals, CCWR. And then the hardware replacement warranty, that's totally compliant with the E-Rate program. It's, it's a manual entitlement upon product purchase. It's bundled separately. There's no separate SKU. There's no separate cost. There's a manual escalation process if there's a return authorization needed. Next, we have our Cisco education product families. These are our EDU product SKUs. And this is a set, gosh, we're up to over 48 SKUs now. And uh, we've recently added our Catalyst 9200 switch and our 9800 controller to the EDU product families. And, and I'd encourage everyone to think of these as kind of the best sellers in the K-12 education market. And these are only available for K-12 schools. They're not available to library customers. And the EDU SKU itself includes three years of TAC, software support, and access to the Cisco.com technical knowledge database. Plus, it comes with our enhanced limited lifetime warranty, which does provide next business day replacement. We've built a ton of value on the service side into our ETU SKUs. And uh, these continue to be discounted heavily off of our global availability price list. That's where you would find them. So we would recommend that uh, our partners use the EDU SKU if, if your solution utilizes one of the products. Uh, use the EDU version of that SKU. There's just a lot of value in there, and uh, again, the, the pricing is very competitive. Now, then there's Meraki, and, and I've got to tell you, Meraki has been such a terrific fit K-12 districts across the country, especially those with lean IT staff. They've got a full stack offer now that's real easy to buy, real easy to install, it's real easy to manage. In fact, the Meraki dashboard might be the best network management solution in the market. It's, it's just every time we have customers see the demo, they're just wowed by it. Um, our Meraki team is going to be handling all E-rate proposals on a custom basis this year, as they did last year. So the recommendation to our partners is get with your Cisco account manager and get with your Meraki specialist to develop custom proposals in response to these Form 470s and RFPs. Wow, this is great, and and it's exciting to hear you know even how Meraki's playing a role in this too. So Jason, did you have any questions for Dennis? Yeah, sure, I did. Uh, yeah, thanks, Doug. Um, Dennis, well, I mean, wow, uh, there's a massive amount of of uh, you know resources there to help partners get started. It's amazing. I'm kind of curious, um, in your experience, what what are some of the more um, more common questions and concerns that you encounter um, when working with our partners about E-rate? Yeah, that, that that's a that's a great question, and, and most of it involves. Um, implementation of our offers and promotions. I mean, that's where really the rubber meets the road. Um, 
So usually the first question is, is you know, how do you implement the U.S. K-12 bundled warranty offer? So we've got all of our E-rate related resources on uh, Cisco E-rate Partner Central. Uh, I just uh, share that briefly. That's uh, www.cisco.com slash go slash E-rate Partners. That's all one word. And uh, let me call out, there's a step-by-step -step slide deck there with screenshots and CCW on how to register for the US K-12 bundled warranty offer. The important part of all of that is to use our Create Deal tool in CCW to get your pricing because that's where the promotional discounts all stack. So do not use Quick Quote for the US K-12 bundled warranty offer, use the Create Deal tool. And uh, just a reminder, that's our BR2019 code for, for this year's. And uh, also remember that it's our, our SW service level that uh, gets you the, the first year 100% discount. Now, some customer proposals may require SmartNet. Um, and you, usually you'd see that if that customer is looking for guaranteed next business day replacement. So that SmartNet would come at our standard um, Cisco education pricing. You wouldn't get the promotional pricing because the promotional pricing is only available for SW. So you're going to have to just work with your customer, understand the requirements of the proposal, and come up with the right services solution for that. And, and the last point I'll make here is when you are using the promotion, remember it's a 12-month duration. Um, that corresponds to the first year discount. So that's, that's one of the common questions we get. And uh, second is, is just now that we've had uh, the education product family SKUs in, in as, a, as an offer for the last several years, we get a lot of questions about when do I use those. And, and I'd say that uh, if, if your, your, your solution you know, calls for, for one of the, the switchers or the controllers um, that uh, have been developed as, as EDU, products, then, then go ahead and, and use the EDU SKU. Uh, it's pretty simple. The EDU switches will continue to stack with the US K-12 bundled warranty offer product discounts. And uh, all of the services, since it includes attack, software support, and knowledge base, all those services are included in the EDU SKU. There's no need to order additional services when you're on an EDU switch. The offer for the controllers is a little bit different. The EDU controllers are very heavily discounted and they will not stack with the US K-12 bundled warranty offer. And you may want to order CONSW uh, to get the software updates because those are provisioned a little differently for our controller models versus our switch models. So I need, need folks to, to think a little bit in dual mode, the EDU switches and EDU controllers. But uh, either way, there's, uh, there's a great value um, in each of those product categories. And then the, I'd say the, the third most popular question we get is about product eligibility. And, and this is even more important as time goes on for Cisco products and services, because we're developing more software-based offers, more recurring services offers. And we're finding that they will typically bundle both eligible and ineligible E-rate functions into that one SKU. 
Um, licenses are a great example of that also. So what the E-rate program requires is for us to identify only the eligible portion of, of the cost of, of that product SKU. So we've got a site where search by SKU and determine what the eligible percentage is. And, and that's really important information because customers need that so they can submit accurate requests for funds and, and also for, for customers and our partners so you can submit accurate invoices for reimbursement. So our, our database is at uh, www.ciscoerate.com. Uh, we've recently updated that and, and reorganized it. We think it's a lot easier uh, to find uh, the, the information you're looking for there. And then I think I, I'd say one, one final comment here in terms of questions. I mentioned before we're in the, the fifth year of a five-year budget cycle that was authorized by the FCC. And we're just getting a lot of questions from the field. You know, what happens next? So, you know, the Cisco team was in, in Washington, D.C. for the annual service provider conference that, that USAC holds. And, you know, what we observed being there was that the, the E-rate program is strong, real strong, and it's getting stronger. I mean, the program continues to achieve most of its goals. In, in supporting schools and in, in upgrading their internet access um, and their networks. Gosh, those, those statistics that you cited earlier about achieving the FCC uh, bandwidth goals are just, you know, evidence of that. But, you know, they're also addressing the major weaknesses in the program. There's a new leader at USAC, and, and she's committed to improving the technology that they use as well as the, the customer services experience for applicants and vendors. Um, dare I use the phrase customer obsessed? But um, that's where they want to be. And uh, the funding levels continue to be sufficient for all applicants, and FCC Chairman Pai continues to be very supportive of the program. So E-rate program strong, getting stronger, but we do expect the FCC to open a proceeding um, sometime in the spring, uh, most likely to, to approve the next E-rate budget cycle. So they're going to make um, they're going to look at the program, look back over the last five years, and there's going to be some recommendations on, on how to improve it. Uh, there's already been a ton of comments provided by stakeholders about that. So, you know, the reality is we're just going to have to wait and see um, how the FCC is going to improve the program. Uh, the other thing is we've just got two new commissioners to the FCC that, that have uh, taken office. And, uh, you know, there'll be some new perspective for, from them, I'm sure. So, you know, what we recommend is, you know, for this year, uh, we just got to move ahead based on what we know. There's current rules, there's current dollars available, and uh, just to help your customers take advantage of all that funding that's available. All right, outstanding stuff. Um, Dennis, earlier you had mentioned that in many instances there's funds that go unused. Where could a partner go to help one of their school or, or library customers see the number of dollars that are still available to them? Great question. There is a tool, a search tool on USAC's website that identifies the amount of available budget remaining at the individual school sites, because that's where those individual budgets are managed. So if you go on to the, the USAC website, and, and, and they have a section there for, for tools, uh, you do the remaining budget tool, and you'd be able to uh, look up the schools. You need to know the school build entity number, 
which you can usually pull off of a, a Form 471 uh, where the schools have to itemize all of their sites. So that information is available. You just got to dig in a little bit to get it. All right, cool. We'll make sure that that appears in the show notes down below too. All right. Well, hey, Dennis, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we really appreciate it. All right. Very welcome. Anytime. All right. And I'd, I'd like to thank our listeners for uh, joining us on this edition of the Inger Micro Advisor podcast featuring Cisco. It was great having Dennis Robbins with us today. Um, be sure to subscribe so you can listen to future Inger Micro Advisor podcasts. And to learn more about Inger Micro and Cisco solutions and services, be sure to see our show notes below for more links. And boy, there's a lot of them today, that's for sure. Uh, thanks very much, everybody. Have a good day.